Hello, everybody. Um, this podcast, I'm going to warn you now, is going to be more serious than anything that I've done up until this point. It will be less funny than anything I've done up until this point. Um, but it's really important for me to do at the very least. And I hope that it helps even one other person. Um, but I'm going to dive in because it might be a little bit longer. And I just want to say from the very beginning that if anyone is having any negative feelings towards themselves, I love you at the very least because you're taking a chance on somebody and by listening to this podcast, you're taking a chance on somebody and nobody does that if they don't have a good heart or if they don't have a good head on their shoulders or whatever kind of phrase you want to use. So you're good, okay? I want you to relax, breathe. You got this. episode is I wouldn't say necessarily exactly 27 years in the making um, but it's a long time in the making I feel that it's time to be vocal about this because I haven't and I think now that I have my own solid foundation as a human to be able to have this conversation. So I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here, but I really hope that me talking about this can reach even one person. Um, I know everyone is going to have a different opinion, a different mindset, all of that relating to this issue. And I just think that at this point, the more of us that can talk about it, the more of us that can be vocal about it is going to help. So you can already tell because you read the title of this podcast episode, but I really want to talk about weight today. And I literally mean the amount of weight that you carry on your body. And this is a really sore subject for a lot of people. It was for me for a long time. And I just want to say again, like I said in the intro, like I'm on the other side of it now and I'm feeling better. And I, I just want other people that go through this or feel any of this to know that I'm with you and I support you and you're going to be okay. Um, but I just want to, I kind of want to start with the background of where this all came from. Um, I don't really remember elementary school, my, my opinions of myself too much. I think maybe it came across, um, the realization that I am bigger than the other kids in my class, but it didn't bother me. I, it was just honestly just an observation. Um, but when I reached middle school, like so many of us, Everything went downhill really fast. And 
the thought of middle school honestly still scares me. I'm much better about it now. Honestly, it's it's over. It's done with. It's not like it keeps me up at night, but it's not a good place for anybody. <laughs> and the thought of having children and eventually having to, them to have to go through middle school is terrifying. But I realized that the experience that I have the experience that I had in middle school is not unique to me and the experience that I had also kind of brought me all of where I am today. And I think in middle school is when everyone everyone around you wakes up a little bit in a terrible way. And what I mean by that is we're all still, our minds are literally still developing we have not reached our full brain capacity or size or anything yet and up until this point if you think about elementary school you learned by repetition there has not been a lot of logic applied to much of what you've learned up until this point so you learn by what you hear and what you hear and see and over and over again and then all of that has an effect on what gets stored in your brain because that's all you know at this point and for some reason as soon as you hit middle school kids just get mean and nobody is exempt from that including myself because it's this perpetuating cycle of as soon as somebody is mean to you you have to be mean to others And I don't know, I'm not really interested in the chicken and egg, like who really started it, but it, it's very evident that it's a defense mechanism, but you can't process that as a middle schooler. Like you don't understand that as a middle schooler and all you hear is the repetition and that repetition makes a profound space in your mind and it occupies a space in your head for a long time afterwards and what I, what I mean by what I'm saying about all of this is that kids pick on each other for their number one insecurity. And mine was my weight. And so I constantly, constantly, constantly by every single person would get picked on about my weight. And like I said, I'm not an angel in this scenario because not even necessarily as just a response. Sometimes I would be the one picking. Uh, You just innately start picking at other people for their low-hanging fruit, as I like to call it. So in middle school, we're talking braces, glasses, acne, anything like that. We're all changing and whatever is visibly evident that makes you different is what you're just going to get nagged on. And even if it wasn't an insecurity moving into middle school, it will become an insecurity really fast. And so like I said, when I did move into middle school, I had the awareness that I was bigger than everybody else, but it wasn't reaching the point of bothering me yet. But in middle school, it started to bother me. And it's all I would hear from other kids when we were being mean and even friends. Like this is where it's so sad because it's even friends that do it like when you're in a bad place and you just start yelling at your friend and you just again pick the low-hanging fruit which at this point has become a severe insecurity for somebody 
And so I just would hear it over and over again. And oh my gosh, like all of a sudden kids in middle school get creative and at the same time vile about their insults. So instead of just calling me fat over and over and over again, there are so many ways that people did it. Getting called blubber nuggets. I remember that one. Uh, I also remember being in the background of somebody's photo that they took at school and they put it on Facebook and someone on that Facebook comment, rather than saying anything about their friend was like, Oh, look at the girl in the back. She's like, give me a Twinkie, blah, 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 blah. So it was always around me. And yes, these, these things still stick out to me, obviously, but it doesn't make me hurt anymore. So that's fine. I'm just kind of trying to illustrate the point. Um, but then it just perpetuated itself because then if you just, you know, if I just thought that I was fat, I'm just, that's my, that's who I am as a person. I'm just fat. And I would eat so much more in middle school. Like that was when things were really bad. Um, I had another friend who was kind of in the same scenario as I was, where we just got picked on for our weight and we also happened to live near each other. So we would go to, we would often go to her house after school. And as soon as we got there, we would just start pigging out. And it also has to do with the fact I realize now how unnutritious middle school lunch is and the fact that they feed it to us at 10 o'clock in the morning. So by the time four o'clock rolls around, we're all starving because we had cardboard pizza or whatever for lunch. So the point is that I was just making it worse and just continually making it worse. And like I said, the more that I got picked on, the bigger I got, the more that I got picked on, the more that it stuck in my brain and became fundamental to my way of thinking that this was just something about me and it was bad. And I didn't have the, I don't even want to call it willpower, but I didn't have the audacity, the ability to do anything about it because I was so broken up about everything that I just knew that it was a, it was something about me and that it was bad. And you can replace this with almost anything else, you know, like your glasses, your acne, like I said, those other things. It's something about you and it's bad. That's, that's the impression that you get from middle school. And then moving into high school, it calmed down a little bit, but it was still clear. There was lines in the sand at that point that certain people that weren't going to talk to me because I was fat were still not going to talk to me, still thought very terribly of me. And that used to bother me, but I don't, I honestly don't really care at this point because it, it didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but obviously when you're going through it, it is everything to you and you want the approval of other people. And if you're not getting it, you're just getting more and more and more down on yourself. So even though I had a couple of really good people sticking up for me, not even sticking up for me, but just like in my corner, people that loved me no matter who I was, the opinions of others just mattered so much that I I wanted to be loved by everybody. And if I wasn't being loved by everyone, then I was down and miserable. And it all had to do with my weight. 
And this whole time too, I'm just continuing to climb up in numbers on the scale. And like I said, based on the opinions of others, all I knew was that that was bad. And I equated how how much weight you gained or how much weight you even ended up at, like whatever the number was, was, was inversely related to your worth. So it was still very hard for me to deal with. I went through some weird trying to diet type of things in high school. Nothing stuck, obviously, because when I look at the types of diets that I tried, it makes total sense that nothing happened. Um, and then I finally got to college and college, I was like, here's my big turning point. Nobody knows me. I can be whoever I want to be and I can create my own value in whatever sense. And when I first walked in, it felt like high school all over again, just because the people that were on the floor of my dorm room, um, were all, types of people who, again, they're they're the same way too. Like they're going into a place where nobody knows them so they can be whoever they want to be and nobody thinks twice about it. So I'm sure that it was a lot of that, but I just didn't really connect with anybody on my floor, Um, which is hard as a freshman. You're like, I don't really want to leave my room because I don't, I don't want to go sit in the common room. I don't know these people. I don't want to get to know these people because they haven't really reciprocated any of that. But thankfully... I was involved in other extracurricular activities. So I got a really good group of friends really fast who couldn't give two shits who I was, what I looked like, who I used to be in high school or in middle school or anything. They were just amazing people. And I loved that scenario because it really just like, it didn't matter anymore how much I weighed. Nobody ever brought it up. I was just friends with the people I wanted to be friends with and I there was no stupidity otherwise. And that was refreshing. Like that was the first time I'd ever been around a large group of people who were just cool with me as me. And even though I wasn't necessarily even best friends with every every one of those people, they were still in essence like a group of good people. So it was fine to be around them. I felt good being around them. All of that was just boosting up my personal self-esteem. And so by the time that I was going to graduate college, um, it, it really didn't matter to me anymore necessarily what the number on the scale was. I think it was still important to a certain extent. And I still felt these lingering effects. Like I couldn't, I hadn't reprogrammed my brain exactly yet to only equate my value with who I am. And, only equate my worth with who I am and not equate it with the number on the scale. Like those experiences that I went through were still there. And it's, it takes a long time for them to kind of reverse or get out of my brain. So they weren't completely gone, but I was feeling better about myself and my weight until I started full-time work. And to be fair, honestly, this actually, this next section doesn't really have much to do with weight, but when I started working full time, so I had to be in an office for eight hours a day and focusing for eight hours a day, which up until this point is the first time that I had to do it. Cause even in high school, when you're there for long hours, you know, you get to switch every 45 minutes or something. And 
sometimes not every class is hard and you can even zone out at some points and it doesn't, I mean, I've fallen asleep in class before in high school and it's fine. Nobody, whatever it is, what it is. But when you start full-time work, you really have to be on for seven to eight, whatever, how many hours a day. And I was learning really fast that something was wrong with me and take this scenario. So my boss, so actually let me back up for a second because I just want to say that my first job out of college was undeniably the most perfect job I could have come up with. It was every, like if I had an ideal job coming out of college, it was that everything about it. I loved, I was so excited. And so I was set up to the point where like this was the ideal. I should have no problems at work. I should be excited to be at work, which is all true. Like I genuinely never woke up dreading going to work sincerely that entire time I was there because I just enjoyed it so much. But when I would get in the office, there'd be times when my boss would come out. He would talk to me for, I don't know, a minute, two minutes with a list of things for me to do. And I used to be the type of person that was like, okay, you tell me, I got it, I'll do it. But I was learning fast that I was missing things that he was saying. And so I started writing things down, which was not like me. I was never the type of person to make a to-do list, but I was missing things. So I would start making a to-do list, but I couldn't even keep up then. Like I would forget what he was saying 10 seconds before he was speaking and when he left the room, I would be, I was in a shared office. So I would ask my coworker, what did he just say? And it wasn't because he was being unclear. It wasn't because he was talking too fast. It wasn't because there was too much to do. My brain honestly couldn't stay focused for even that amount of time. And so I started looking up, like thinking I had adult, adult onset ADHD. I was like, I cannot keep focus. And my reading ability was going down because I couldn't focus for less than a page at a time. I, the only thing that was stimulating to me was social media because I could like flip through things fast and something new would happen. But I was like, this is not normal. This is not how normal people act. And then I also started doing nighttime classes and then it was just all out the window. So I was at work for eight hours. I was in class for three hours and my head was spinning and it was like, something needs to change because I can't keep up with anything. I can't focus on anything to save my life. I'm spending money on my tuition. I'm trying to make money at my job and none of it matters. And I I mentioned in the last episode, like how much my work matters, like how much putting my effort into something matters. And I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it. I was so fatigued mentally, physically, spiritually, if you want to throw that in there too. I just couldn't put it all together. And that's when I was realizing that maybe it's not something as complex as ADHD or anything like that. Maybe it's just my lifestyle. Maybe there's so much more into my nutrition and my working out or lack of working out like maybe that matters like maybe it actually does and I'm I'm not really sure how I exactly I made that flip but I'm very thankful that I did because after that is when I started Emily Schramm's 21 day challenges and I'm telling this whole story in this context because there was uh, I think about five months of doing Emily's programs 
where the nutrition was on point and I, I felt better finally, like mentally. So I was ready to do something physically because I had the energy at this point. And at the time, uh, Emily's workouts, she kept referencing them as CrossFit style workouts. And so I got the crazy idea in May of whatever year this was, I was 22. So whatever, I can't do math right now. So in May of that year, I said, I'm going to join a CrossFit gym. I don't know. I didn't know anybody that did CrossFit. I didn't, there was like four gyms in the area. I wasn't really sure which one I wanted to go to. And I did kind of have a little chip on my shoulder because I had been doing her workouts and I, and doing pretty well at them. So I was like, okay, I can do this CrossFit thing. Like I'll be in there and I'll be fine. <laughs> Spoiler alert, walked in day one and got so humbled. <laughs> I was like, who this is hard work, but it was addicting. And I, I think I want to talk about CrossFit at some point, but the whole thing was just that I got to CrossFit and I did have a little bit of worry because when I walked in, I was clearly still bigger than everybody else. And even though I had gained a little bit of confidence because now I was eating better. So my brain was firing and I was like more myself and I was more comfortable with who I was. I still knew that physically I had a lot of limitations and walking into the CrossFit gym and seeing that again, I was the biggest person. I was like, here we go. Okay. So day number one, the first workout that we did was Eva so that's running, kettlebell swings, pull-ups, which obviously wasn't doing pull-ups, um, which are all very body weight-ish type things. Obviously, kettlebell swings have a little bit of weight to them. But so I didn't do well at all, obviously. I wouldn't expect to also it being my first day. Second day, I walked into CrossFit. We did front squats. And I remember we were partnered up and I had literally had never done a front squat before and, but I was like, here we go. I'm touching a barbell. I'm so excited. I've never done this before. Did it, got underneath the bar. And I think like my first day I got like 95 pound front squats. And I realized at the end of the day that that's pretty good for this. The first time ever touching a barbell. And I think I got a set of three at 95 pounds. I was like, wait a minute back up. Like I could maybe be good at this CrossFit thing. And that's when I started, I did a deep dive immediately into the world of CrossFit, powerlifting, um, Olympic lifting, all of this stuff, just learning so much about it and just learning that there's this whole big community of like weight moves weight. And I do think that's true to a certain extent. And so I could see people that looked like me in the Olympics lifting and not even in the Olympics, but just in other smaller competitions or even nationals or anything like that. Like the, the number didn't matter. Like it mattered to put them into a group, but it doesn't matter what size you were. Like you can still be good and you could still be athletic. And I think that's the first time when I was making this connection that wait, like wait, Wait, honestly, sorry, now I said wait 14 times. I meant weight, W-A-I-T, weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, doesn't matter. (laughs) It was the first time when I was realizing that it genuinely doesn't matter because you can still do these badass things at any size. And that was 
that was the boost that I needed to start actually chipping away at the remains of this self-doubt and this poor self-confidence from being the fat girl in middle school. That was what I needed to start chipping away at that. And then being in a CrossFit gym with people who are talking about how big they can get. That's the goal is to get bigger. And even these already big guys are like, I want to get bigger. And the joke is all of a sudden like, oh, you only wear a medium. Like you show oh, I wear a large, which again is like, it, it, that's a reverse type of thing. And I'm, I don't want to shame anybody's bodies, but just hearing that type of language was the, the thing that was just flipping the switch that it doesn't matter. Like the weight doesn't matter because I was told all my life, be smaller, be smaller, be smaller, be smaller. And now I'm finally be to- being told literally be bigger, be bigger, be bigger. And it was so transformative in that moment to be like okay with myself and more than okay with myself, proud of myself because I show up to the gym. I work my ass off every day that I was in that gym. I never half-assed a day in the gym, contrary to the last episode where I just talked about half-assing, but I put so much energy into that, into every workout that I was there. And I felt it, the people around me felt it. And it was amazing. It was just amazing. And I, I wish that the story ended there. I wish that finding CrossFit changed everything for me and all of a sudden I was okay with my weight. It's not true. Um, It did chip away a lot of those insecurities, like I was saying, but there was still the ingrained societal piece of this all. And that's because that far outgrew middle school. There's still the societal piece of... Now it's not like you're beautiful if you're small. It's you're healthy if you're small or not even small, but just more average sized, whatever average means at this in this day. Um, and I, I was really taking that to heart for a long time because now I was getting ready to be in nutrition school. I, like I said, worked out so often and... I feel like I was doing all of the right things and the weight did come off to start, but then I hit a wall again where it was just like, this is me, this is my weight. And I tried really hard to be like, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter the number on the scale. You're still doing things that you want to do. But then there was this other part of my mind that was like, no, but there's more that I want to do. And if you're not familiar with CrossFit, it's as much weightlifting as it is gymnastics. And the gymnastics part is really hard, period. And, but I want to do it. Like, I want to be doing pull-ups. I want to get a muscle-up someday. I want to be able to do the L-sits for more than five seconds at a time. Like, there's so much more that I, I, I wanted to accomplish. And I have it in my head that that was why I wanted to get smaller. That was why I still had a goal weight, so to speak. It was because I wanted to do all those things. And... It didn't matter anymore. Like I had already achieved the breaking out of brain fog, um, feeling better about myself, not being bloated all the goddamn time. Like all of that had resolved itself. So those were no longer my goals. My goals were athletically and there's still so much ingrained in athletics that being a certain size makes you good at a certain sport. And again, to an extent that's very true, but it also 
for me, an average person, I don't need to be great at any of these things. or I don't need to be good at any of these things. I just want to do them. And to me, I was still thinking that that meant that I had to be smaller. And it really, 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 really was all about me wanting to do a pull-up. And this is, for the longest time, was why I was kidding myself into thinking that I had a goal weight. Because once I hit that goal weight, which at once was 180, and then it was 170, and then it was 160, I was like, once I hit that weight and I can do that pull-up, I'll be fine. I will be happy with life. I will be so pleased with myself. I'll think I'm a real athlete, all of this stuff. First of all, the fact that my goal weight kept changing should have been a clear indicator that something was still kind of lingering in my brain. But secondly, I really needed to take a step back and call myself on my own bullshit. That is not why I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight because I still think I have to societally. I still think I have to lose weight. It's not because I need to lose weight. Why? Because there are people that are 250 pounds that can do pull-ups. Just like there are people that are 60 pounds that can do pull-ups. And by those people, I mean children, not, not adults, okay? Children that are 60 pounds. But it, that is doing a pull-up is zero about how much you weigh. It's about how much you work. It's about how much you can grow your back. It's about how much you can practice and practice and practice and finally get it. It has nothing to do with how much you weigh. And I had to really, I had to sit down. And this is a very recent conversation that I had with myself that I had to stop with the bullshit. I had to. There's no reason for me anymore to have a goal weight for anything. I am so happy with the person that I am mentally that I don't have to worry about cleaning up my diet or anything like that because it's just a lifestyle now. It's just how I eat. And I am freaking unstoppable in the gym, okay? I think about it all the time. Every time I get in the gym and I may not be the fastest in a workout, but I'm like, give me a two minute break. Let's go hit it again. And I will still have the same amount of energy. I have like this crazy endurance that I never knew was possible in the gym. And then actually that endurance actually translated to the fact that I wanted to do a triathlon. I did a triathlon. The first triathlon I ever did, I won. Um... (laughs) And then I, like I'm training for a full, so the first one that I did was a sprint triathlon. So every distance is a little shorter, but I'm now training for a full one. This is, it's become normal to me because the people I surround myself with do these types of things. But then I I had to take a step back and realize like, this is not what everyone wants to do or, or what everyone can do. And I'm pushing myself and I'm pushing my boundaries to be able to do this stuff. And that is enough. Who gives a shit if I have to sign up for the Athena category in the triathlon? Who gives a shit if one day when I do a weightlifting competition, I'm the whatever number plus kilos category? Like I don't have a weight range. I'm just like the tail end of it. Who gives a shit if I can do what I can do with my body? It doesn't matter what the number on the scale says. And I haven't weighed myself in so long because I'm finally realizing that I don't care. And it means nothing. And I also used to think that being a nutrition professional, people are going to look at me and be like, do I want to work with this woman? She, she still looks 
however, whatever word you want to fill in. She still looks fat. She still looks obese and whatever phrase you want to put into it. I don't care because if you spend five minutes with me, you will realize that I care about what I'm eating and I'm caring about what I'm doing in the gym. And if this weight doesn't come off my body, it is what it is. And I know there's work that I can be doing to balance my hormones and doing this and doing that. And I know how those pieces sort of fit together because I went through nutrition school and I know how stress affects all of this. But honestly, I don't care to do it. I tried really hard at one point to be the person that tracked their macros, to weigh, who weighed their food, who worked out a certain amount, who tracked every goddamn thing. And I was seeing results. Like I was seeing like some, like some pretty good results. And then I realized I don't care. And if you do care, that's okay. But I don't care. I do not care what muscles bulge and what muscles don't. What part of me is still flabby and what part of me is flat. I don't care. I really don't. And for the first time in my life, I can say that. I can say that I don't care because I'm so proud of the type of person I've become mentally and physically. This work ethic that I have to do my business, to work out in the gym, this the stuff that lights me on fire now is what's good for me. And if this is the weight that my body wants to be at as I'm doing that, I don't care. If what sets me on fire, what sets my soul on fire is doing exactly what I'm doing, weighing whatever I'm weighing, I don't care. I just don't care. And I know that there are people that still do care and not necessarily in a very unhealthy way, but then that, and that's fine. Like if, if you're the type of person, like I said, who wants to get certain muscle groups bigger than others and you have the right program and you're tracking your macros and that works for you, I'm happy for you. I, I truly am. That's not me being sarcastic. I really am happy that you have found what works for you, but you know, that doesn't, I, I just, want to break the standard that that has anything to do with being a good athlete. I can be a good athlete regardless of what I look like because it's the fact that I put myself through workouts consistently. It's the fact that I'm always trying to PR even when I don't. I'm always trying. I'm constantly challenging myself on movements. I'm really trying and trying and trying to build up the back strength to get those pull-ups regardless of what size I am. That's what makes somebody a good athlete. The dedication to showing up in the gym. Yes, it's about what you eat because what you eat fuels your body, but it doesn't have to be about I ate too many carbs right now. I need to eat more of protein or any of this. I'm eating what my body feels comfortable eating and I'm making sure I'm taking care of it even when it can't speak for itself. And I'm filling in those gaps. So I don't care what the rest of my macros are. I will never use a food scale again. I can't. That was a terrible time. Like it was just sitting on the couch wanting to cry because I messed up a macro or not thinking I could eat when I'm still hungry. None of it is worth it to me. And I'm totally comfortable with how I am right now. And that's why I wanted to talk about this because it took a long time to get here. In even years of doing, five years of doing the right thing, I still had a terrible mindset because 
of society. Like, because everyone just has mixed feelings about how to be. So, like, what I said, what I identify with is being a CrossFit athlete. And being a CrossFit athlete in particular, people talk about being on the, like, not smaller and weaker or anything like that, but I did air quotes around weaker, so I don't want anyone me to imply that I'm saying small is weak. Um, I just mean that there's emphasis around being really at a good body weight to do a lot of the body weight mechanics, to do a lot of the gymnastics. You don't want to be the huge dude in the gym anymore when you're a CrossFit athlete because there's so much else to do. Whereas if I was strictly focusing on strong woman, for instance, or strictly focusing on powerlifting, I might have a totally different conversation right now where it's like people are constantly telling me to get bigger and it's like, I don't want to get bigger. My body's comfortable right where it is. So it goes both ways. And I'm just saying it in my own context of being a CrossFit athlete and feeling the need to be smaller that still exists. And I hate that. And I've seen other people fall victim to that too. And I've seen other people overcome that, which is amazing. I've seen other people say, screw this. It's turning into diet culture. CrossFit is turning into, you have to eat a certain way. You have to work out a certain way. You have to look a certain way to be accepted. But if you find a good CrossFit gym, none of that shit matters. In my CrossFit gym, CrossFit Arsenal, none of that shit matters. Whoever you are, whoever you want to be, doesn't matter as long as you show up and you do the work. And as long as you show up, you do the work and you stick around and you cheer on your teammates afterwards, your gym mates afterwards. Or conversely, you'd be the last one to finish and you'd be surrounded by all the love and support that exists in that gym, which I, some of the best times, some of the best memories that I have are in that gym finishing in last. So I just wanted to talk about this now because I have shied away from the topic of weight for so long. Um, obviously for a long part of my life, it was out of guilt and now it's just, I'm okay with it. And I, like I expressed very, very clearly, I don't care anymore, but now I do need to care because I want to share this story because I, like I said, if it just helps one person feel, feel differently or start to think differently about weight and really being strong with yourself and calling yourself on your own bullshit and digging in to where these weight goals come from. Do you have a weight goal because you're trying to fit in a weight class for a lifting competition? Okay, that's one thing. But could you also do what you want to do in a higher weight class? Something else to think about. But because I also think that people who drastically cut and do all those crazy things to get in a weight category. It's very scary. And I get at a highly competitive level. You want to do that because if you can get a heavier lift at a lighter weight class, that matters. And as soon as you bump up a weight class, whatever, I, I get that. But I'm just, I'm just trying to spitball here. So if you're someone who has a weight goal because you think you need to, because you think it's what makes you better at your sport, like if you're a triathlete, so you think you need to be a certain weight because you'll be faster, maybe that's true, but maybe you could also just train more and develop your legs more and so that way you can beat somebody on a bike and things like that. And the physical number, the physical weight that you are doesn't matter. 
You have to, that's the part that you have to let go of. You can want better for your body. You absolutely can want better for your body. And you can want to train differently. You can try to do different things. But you have to let go of the standard that you hold yourself to in regards to weight. You have to stop correlating certain exercises with a certain weight. That whole bullshit has to stop because that just perpetuates this poor diet culture. Like I I got in here because I finally felt okay with who I was, but... I still had all of these like things pushing out at me as like a CrossFitter, like, mm, like CrossFitters like to wear booty shorts and sports bras. So if I don't have a six pack, I don't really fit in. So all of that stuff, I still had to fight back against it. And I don't want, I don't want any, any group of athletes or any society or any community like that to turn into a bad situation where people don't feel comfortable anymore because God damn it, you fucking belong there. Okay. If it makes you happy, if you show up every day, if you put your heart and you put your soul into it, you work your ass off, you fucking belong there. It doesn't matter how much you goddamn weigh, okay? Sorry for so many swears in that one, but I just, I I really just finally fucking feel it. I finally feel that it doesn't goddamn matter what the fucking number is, okay? (laughs) It just matters that you show up and you are yourself and you're comfortable with yourself and you push yourself in all of the right ways. And you surround yourself with people that lift you up when you can't. And you surround yourself with people that don't give a shit what you look like. And you surround yourself with people that just make you happy. And CrossFit was what made me happy. And I have to fight back against the bullshit that is creeping in. So that's what this all is about. And if you're not a CrossFitter, please replace this discussion with your own community. And I just want you to take a breath with me. Feel at peace and feel at home in your body, whatever size it is. What matters to me was getting out of the brain fog, was moving away from the fatigue, and then what was finally finding an activity that lit me up and pushed me to be better every single day that I was there. Those things are what matters, not the number on the scale. Not the kids in the middle school cafeteria. Not society, not my brain, not anything else telling me that I'm not valuable because I have a certain number on the scale. Those three boxes are all that matters to me. And I know this one is a lot longer. I know I got really worked up there at the end and I'm sorry, but I I, I just needed to, I needed to say this and I needed to get it out. So I'm going to stop and I hope that this was helpful for one person, at least one person. It's all that matters. And I'm in a good mood. I really am. I'm going to go eat some good food. I got some meatballs ready to heat up and I'm excited about it. So I'm going to go do that and I'm going to go back to not giving a shit, but I wanted to speak up for this moment because I think it's important. So you guys have a great Tuesday, have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next week.